0: Hello and welcome to the Startup Creative podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle, and resident business coach, serving you straight up business advice to help you start, grow, and scale the business of your dreams. Hello and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle and resident business coach here. And on today's episode, we have a podcast favorite, uh, Jai Long, who is also a business coach, a creative entrepreneur, photographer, uh, epic content creator. And we caught up to discuss how he went with his business uh, through COVID, what he did to pivot his business and go online, as well as bounce some ideas and share some insights into when is the right time to pivot your business Uh, What do you do when you have that fear to take the next step and you know that you need to pivot or take a risk or invest in your business and how to determine when is the right time to do that? We also talked about keeping our mindset strong, uh, investing money and money mindset uh, and how Jai does uh, his money management and when to know to invest in his business. So He spends over half a million dollars, I think, this year he was talking about in his Facebook ads to build his business. And he shares some really honest insights about how that works, but also the stress that it creates and what he does to alleviate that. So lots of honest, real great tips in here. Uh, We also covered building a team, managing your day, multitasking, what to say yes and no to. Uh, social media is a hot topic and Jai is a bit of a whiz at that. So he gave some insights about how to handle it and what to do when the trends keep changing. Awesome episode here, guys. Look forward to hearing what you think and enjoy the chat. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Jai Long. How are you?
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm good. <laughs> how are <You're> you? Good? <laughs>
0: yeah. Who's running this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Collaboration. <laughs> Chaos straight away. It's weird to be on the other side of it, isn't it?
1: Sometimes it's it is. like,
0: how do we But I feel like that's also what makes our episodes so fun is that their synergy of mm-hmm. bouncing and, and getting ideas. But we haven't had you on the podcast since I, well, I think we figured it out. It was before the pandemic. Um, so I'm really excited to dive in because as always, <laughs> you're taking leaps and bounds. Um, and I'm really keen to jump into some questions about how you've been going and what you've been up to. So tell us a little bit maybe about what your business uh, looks like now post pandemic, but also maybe if you can think back to early 2020 days was, yeah. What was that like for you? Did you have fear or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, early 2020 was an interesting um, and very pivotal part of my business because it was talking about pivotable, I actually pivoted so much during that time. And I think that was really important for me and especially just to grow. And I think a lot of us went through that. So I don't think I'm a stranger to pivoting. Um, But my business is very different now because One reason being is because I was able to really expand my business during the pandemic because everyone else gets scared. Right. And so one of the things we do as creatives is we always complain that there's too many people in the market, too much competition. It's saturated, too many people doing everything, but the second everything stops, everyone stops as well because we're kind of like, you know, it's like herd mentality or we we are the way that we work is we all like to fit in with everybody else. So, If you just simply stand out, which, you know, that's exactly what I did. I did the opposite to everyone else. So while everyone's contracting, I just expanded as much as I could. Uh, And then I knew it was the golden opportunity for me to like take my business to another level. And so it all Mm -hmm. worked out and Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of luck in there as well. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm a genius that it just worked out, but it was like follow your gut instinct and then go for it regardless Mm -hmm. of how scared you are at the time.
0: Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I was reading this research recently about imposter syndrome and how it's potentially a uh, coping strategy. So when you talk about that herd mentality, it's like when we exist as tribes and community as humans, um, staying in community and having community is vital to who we are and how do we exist and thrive, Um, but at the same time, the imposter syndrome feeling of like I couldn't possibly leave my tribe or do something different existed or, you know, evolved because it meant that we stayed in community. So there was, you know, we were stronger together, there was less competition, all these things. Um, And so now it's like, yeah, navigating that perhaps maybe it served us to not leave community in, you know, those kind of hunter-gatherer days. But then how do we determine now um if it's a real threat or you know just a, a past learnt um
1: something like, to keep us playing pretty slow yeah
0: yeah and so i'm interested when you say like you know everyone else is you know in that fear and you expanded where did you like what was your i guess was that something i know you do a lot of. um Education yourself, yeah. um, but was that yeah? Was that always a way in which you operated, or did you learn, or you know what what kind of backed you on that choice?
1: Yeah, I think it's actually from when I was younger. Um, I had like a mentor, which was one of my best friend's dads, and he actually told me that little tip, and it was like he said it in the investing sense. He's like, "Man, when everybody's scared and they don't want to buy property or something, that's when you need to do it, or if they don't want to buy." shares, whatever. That's when you Mm -hmm. need to do it. And then when everyone's trying to buy it, that's when you sell. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of that mentality. And um, when I realized like there was a big thing going on and everyone was like trying to stop or fire the staff or do anything else, I was like, wow, there's, there's less competition, which is usually the biggest problem, which means now if I can somehow serve people at that high level, Mm -hmm. there's less people, you know, shoulder to shoulder to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so for me, I think it's the way I think for sure. Like, I've always done everything the opposite to someone. I mean, here's a good example. Uh, When I started my wedding photography business, I actually asked, I, I went to a workshop and I looked up to these photographers, and they're amazing people. And I said, Hey, should I name my wedding photography business like Jai Long Photography, or should I name it something different? Now, they told me that no, you should name it your name because right now the trends are naming it your name will create a deeper connection and then that way you can sort of stand out and it'll be really good. And I knew they were industry leaders. So I Mm -hmm. did the opposite to what they said because I knew they're going to impact everyone and they're going Mm -hmm. to spread that message to everyone. So the easy way to stand out was just take on their advice, listen to it, do the exact opposite. And then I stood out. So (laughs) it's easy to do that by just seeing what the trends are, what people are doing and do the opposite to what everyone's doing.
0: You're pretty much telling everyone who follows you to not listen to your advice.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I actually say that in my like in my six-figure business. Plan. I'm like, I'm giving you this advice right now. If you're listening to it, work out how to do the opposite to what I'm saying right now because mm. a lot of people are going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, well, that's the thing. I'm not just teaching them to do what I say. I'm teaching them how to self-learn and work yeah. out the hacks themselves.
0: Yeah. And I think that's it. It's yeah. like, yeah, put your own spin on it. Or yeah, that gut feeling that you mentioned it's interesting because I had clients in New York and um I think it was towards the end of 2021 and um Manhattan was empty and all of these um yeah offices had been abandoned and you know people weren't returning to work and they went in and um and set up a studio and completely renovated it and did all this stuff and it was yeah unheard of prices
1: of affordability totally. in Manhattan. It's the um, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for them.
0: Yeah, and it's and I think yeah, post-pandemic, as you know, we're coming out of that. It's it's the blank slate of like now. This is where the creatives can rise and and set mm-hmm. the tone or, or recreate and re you know almost like a dead city that gets to go in and plant um, new seeds, uh, which is exciting and um, not always well, easy. Know, well,
1: you know yeah. one thing. Not many people see very far into the future. Like I've I realized mm-hmm. that. Like we we find it really hard to see past two weeks or three weeks. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we, because we're in um, survive mode, we deal with whatever's in front of us, but we can't see past that. And so I've noticed it's it's so short on how far people's future plans are. Mm-hmm. Um, for an example, is like just at the end of the pandemic, I bought an office space because I was like, oh, they're so cheap right now. No one's buying them. Everyone told me I was mad. Man, no one wants offices. Everyone works from home now. I'm like, they do this week, but they're going to come back to work and they want a space as they grow, right? And I think it was like maybe one month later after I bought it and everything, um, I talked to a real estate agent and we were looking at something else from my partner and they're like, man, literally everyone's trying to get office blocks right now. They're skyrocketing in prices. Mm. And it was one month difference. I was like, how can not anyone see one month ahead? You know what I mean? And we just don't because we're in survive mode. So we're just trying to survive in the moment. And that's pretty much where most Mm. of us are.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like a key to success, right? Is like, how do you always be thinking, I guess it's like that zooming out and looking for the bigger picture rather than Mm. reactionary to, you know, day to day. Yeah. Um, And I guess like there's this other intro, I'm keen to get to like that real moment of you being like, Cool, you know, because I think there's ways in which you're like, yeah, and then I did this, but it's like, did you when you know, obviously taking that risk of being like, yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this differently, and I'm gonna expand. Mm-hmm. I think natural leaders, you know, evolve through times of crisis because not everyone's, yeah, got it in them to to regulate their that emotional space and you know help to to guide people through, which is just you know personalities yeah. um that evolve like that, I guess. But what was yeah? We well, like was it? Did you have the resources or did you have a plan or <laughs> did you? Yeah, did you? Yeah, what it's was really good question. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess what well, the main thing is um, there was no plan. There was definitely no resources, and and I was scared, like really really scared, because it was like you don't know if something's going to work out, and so I sort of work out what's the worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario, I'm going to lose everything. And then I think about if I do nothing, what do I, what's the worst case scenario? Well, I'll lose everything. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, well, if I do nothing, what's the best case scenario? Well, nothing. And then I think about, well, if I just take a chance on myself, what's the best case scenario? Well, you could actually come out on top if you made something happen. Don't know how, there's no plan. Mm-hmm. And you never know, you never need to know how. You just need to know the goal. Because then if you're resourceful, you can always work out how. Mm-hmm. But you're right with um never knowing these things like I don't know if many people notice but during the pandemic and during downturns like more billionaires make more billionaires uh, more billions more people become minted millionaires during a time of crisis than any Mm. other time and it's because it does bring up the people that are like this is my opportunity is what I needed Mm. and it's no longer an even playing field because everybody that was um they didn't work on their mindset. They didn't level up. They didn't know business. They didn't work on their business. They didn't have a strategy. They didn't have goals. You know, they were sort of just making it. Um, it, all those weekends lose the game really quick. And then the people that were mm-hmm. in it and working, regardless if they got paid or not, then they come in front because they did it because they will do it because they didn't get, doesn't matter if they get paid or what the mm. result is. Mm-hmm. So I do see the big difference happens in those times. And a lot of people see it and a lot of people mm. think it's very unfair. And I, I fully understand it and I think it's unfair in a lot of ways for sure. Mm. Um, but it's just that we're all we're all human and we all think differently and we need to lean into our own superpowers, trust mm. ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's like regardless of whether it's you know a income goal or whatever it's yeah people can thrive when when there's yeah when they step into it and I think Mm. nothing comes from a comfort zone and it's really easy to get caught up in um the fear and the you know the noise outside and being pulled in all the different directions of people's attention and narratives they want you to follow and boxes they want you to fit into and I guess it kind of helps jumps us to that mindset conversation around, you know, you know, because it really is, I think about it now, it's like the, and the successful people that I know and the times where I've, you know, had those breakthroughs, it's when you feel the fear but you're doing it anyway. And you, mm. you. it's the right level of fear that you're able to push through and go, there could be something here. I'm just gonna, you know, give this a good hard crack. Um, but it's like, Definitely. What's, where's your mindset kind of developed in, into being able to have that risk-taking? Um, and mm. then, yeah, what, where have you kind of built those skill sets and how do you, you know, keep cultivating them and refining them and keeping them healthy?
1: I think, like, a lot of people, like, you know, me sharing a story of expanding just now, like, people think I don't get scared, but, man, I'm fucking scared all the time. Like, I'm scared mm. this week because I don't have enough money to make things happen. Like, that's just a that's just the way that we work. Mm. But I think... Um, like growing up, right? Let me
0: stop there for a second because I think that's really interesting. Yeah. and I think people would like to hear that from you because it's yeah. like, yeah, you, you have a very confident presence and, you know, you, you've got mm. a lot going on. But what is that moment of fear for you? And like, you know, I know we'll, we'll probably get to it, but like you do take big risks and so therefore there's big, fear in that big fear yeah what is what does fear look like for you what is that you know that process how does are you up at night are you worrying are you problem solving Mm. you talking to people what's going on for you in that moment
1: it's real interesting because I think um I think about this a lot and I sometimes I feel like I'm just not I don't know like I, I don't have empathy for myself or something but I um I sit in fear and I think about it and I'm like, why aren't I losing sleep or why aren't I more scared about this? Why should, why aren't I feeling the feels that I feel like a lot of people would feel in this situation. But I have this, um this sort of mechanism of like, whenever I do get scared about anything, I think about literally inwards. I think about myself. And then I think, can I, do I have the ability to pull myself through a situation? Like if it gets bad mm. and it gets bad all the time, trust me, like, I uh, <laughs> You know, we just had like a big launch and, and I spent too much money and there wasn't enough cash flow. So I had to make some money last week to keep payroll going and, and you know, just like mm-hmm. little things like that. And that happens all the time. And I, I never actually get scared of it because w- the way that I see it is like, Jai, you made this problem. You made the bed. You have to sleep in it. So mm-hmm. you chose this life. What's the solution? So I never think about the problem because I know that it's going to waste too much of my energy and time because I can sit here all day long and go like, I can't believe I made that mistake and I, there's a problem and I shouldn't have done it. And, and I'm told myself I was scared and I should have listened to myself. But mm. the more energy I give that the less um, progress that I have mm. and progress for me is happiness. So I just go like, I know I made a mistake. I fully accept it and mm. I'm, I'm going to try my best not to do that again. And I'm going to try mm. something else. And so, um. yeah, for me, it's very much like keeping my blinkers on for myself and just telling myself, no, you've got this, man. Like tr- keep mm. trusting yourself. Keep trusting mm. yourself.
0: I think that's really nice to hear. And it's that, yeah, like the realities of, it's always problem solving in a business, right? It's mm. like there's, <clears throat> everything is data and information and feedback of how you can keep refining it and getting better and learning, you know, like you learn the most from your mistakes, right? Exactly. Um. But it's like, do you ever get tired of that needing to, or is there an end goal or a, a vision or something you're aspiring to? Or, you know, is that part of, you know, for you to being on that exciting journey of like, you know, what's next? Or is it, it's ever get exhausting. You have those days. Cause I know I think a lot, a lot of people, you know, I coming off the back of COVID the other week was like kind of in this funk of my, I can't get my brain working. And um, ended up just being like, you know what? I just don't feel like being inspiring today. And that's okay. (laughs) I
1: think the big misconception that people have is they think people like yourself and myself just think every single day is amazing. And we love every aspect of our job and every Mm. aspect of business. But fuck, man, so many times it's so hard to get up and do something and keep going through when things are not working out and keep Mm. paying for things that you can't even afford stuff for yourself and keep doing Mm. all these things, right? myself and yourself didn't sign up to this because it's easy. And Mm. if we did do that, we probably would have got a job at Woolworths or something because Mm -hmm. that's to me probably pretty easy, but I love progress. And so Mm. even though a lot of the times it's hard, I know if I just wake up and I just take one small step, you know, I only have to do one small thing Mm. and then I can go home and go watch Netflix. There's no problem. But if I do one small thing, that's the way that I measure my success, right? Mm -hmm. For instance, if I was going to do nothing today, I'm like okay well maybe I should just do one post on social media because I know Mm -hmm. today is productive and -hmm. I can give myself the grace it doesn't matter if I didn't take over the world today Mm -hmm. but yeah man there's so many things that we have in our day-to-day lives so many things that we are not excited about we don't love but we got to do it anyway and that's what Mm. we chose and then when we look back we're we're always glad that we did it right (laughs)
0: <laughs> and I think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like there's definitely days and times. And I think something that I'm constantly working on for myself and my clients is this how do we, yeah, how do we keep refining? I, I question I keep asking myself is like, what do I love to do? What lights me up? What do I want to be doing? And keep refining my business so they're, mm. you know, whether you're outsourcing or, you know, um, yeah, that you can do that, those things that you love and that you're aligned to. Um, and I think like just, yeah, when you were saying that around, you get up every day and that's your challenge. That's what you signed up for. Just made me think then of like, you know what? Maybe not everyone wants that or don't. what I have. And they definitely that's don't. okay. You've got to <laughs> yeah. find just because, yeah, you've seen this person and they're inspiring you exciting you. It's like, yeah, don't choose our paths. Choose, mm. choose yours and what what that lights you up. Um, because yeah, I think if you it was just really clear to me that that's your you've your life, like your specific journey and your life path. And And it's it's very specific, huh? And it's specific to you and what you, your personality and how you've evolved and your mindset and your life experiences. And it's not meant for anyone else. And the reason you can get up and do it every day is because it's yours. Mm. You know, you're designing your life in that.
1: Yeah. Mm. And I think it's so empowering to sort of live your life like that. Like I think, um, I think a lot of the times, like sometimes people say like Jai and people ask me all this time. I don't know why they say, Jai, when's enough enough? Mm. And what people don't realize is the only time someone says enough is enough is when they're burnt out. They're not in line with their goals. They're going in circles. Like they're feeling overwhelmed that they don't have clarity and they say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that they say it, but someone that's in line with their goals, no matter how hard it is. And if they feel like they're getting progress, they'll never say that because mm-hmm. we never laugh enough. We never learn enough. We never love enough. We never have the mm-hmm. enough experiences. We never get on enough podcasts. I never, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, there is never an, a situation in my life where I'm like, that's enough, mm-hmm. you know, lucky I'm like, you know, halfway through school. Oh, I've learned enough. That's it, Mm. you know? So we always Mm. want to grow and we always want to evolve. And so enough, enough, like enough is enough is really like um, a concept coming out of like fear, and also just like being out of line of your goals because mm. enough isn't never enough if you want progress and yeah.
0: happiness. I almost think that that's that person is, you know, the enough is enough question is it's like they're being triggered by not being able to keep up. But I think that's also the beauty of it, right? It's like, it's never going to be enough for you because not that it needs to be enough, but it's like, you're always going to keep challenging and growing and inspiring because that's your life path. Mm. And you've found <laughs> a business that aligns with that and a model and a, and a lifestyle and yeah it's like if you find yourself going you know asking somebody else to slow down so you can keep up pretty much um or you're yeah getting mm, to enough true. enough it's like you're actually striving for the wrong thing you'll never hit it you'll never get it because you're aiming at the wrong target you're aiming at Jai's target and that's Jai's yeah. target
1: And I guess maybe there's a perception that, like, once you hit a certain milestone, once you hit a million dollars, once you go to five countries, once you get married, you know, like, we always think there's a milestone. Then when Mm. we hit that, then that's enough. Mm. But there's not one time, like, for me right now, with all the achievements that I've had, and I know you, with all your achievements that you had, like, okay, you've written a book, right? Is that enough? Will you ever write a book again? Yeah,
0: definitely. I've got a couple more up my
1: sleeve. Why, though? You've already written the book, right? And so, we mm. just don't do that as humans. We don't just go like, mm. oh, I wrote a book and that's and that's it. Like I'm going to talk about that for 20 years. We're going, mm. well, I did that thing. That was in the past. And that helped mm. me evolve and think differently and then work out a better strategy in a better way. And actually, I'm excited to do it all over again because mm. I know I can do better. And that's the way that we think.
0: Mm, absolutely. And I think, yeah, it's really, that's so clear like for me too because I'm just like, yeah, these are my goals. And then, you know, every time you reach a new goal, it's actually you learn more and you're like, Oh, what else can I teach? Or how can I teach that better or whatever? Or, you know, you, you always keep, I remember someone telling me really early on, I was interviewing them for my magazine and I said, Oh, what's the hardest part about being in business is like, yeah, there's never an end. Like, it's this, yeah. like <laughs> there's never a CEO position to get to. And you've made it, you know, of like, I was a CEO of this company. Now I'm going to jump to the next one. So it's actually. all but, a yeah. Continuum. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it becomes your life journey when you're doing yeah. what you love,
1: you know. Um, well, another, just to quickly yeah. throw yeah. something yeah. in there, like on that same strategy and that same thought process, like you shouldn't have the same goals every year. Mm. You know, so last year you had a goal. and I remember you're like, I want to release a book. And then that's no longer your goal this year because you did that Mm. last year. This year, maybe you're going to release a couple of books or you're going to do something different, right? Mm. So like I remember talking to you and openly saying my goal in 2020. And I was like, don't know how I'm going to do this, but I want to be a millionaire. I want to make a million dollars, my first million. Mm. Now that goal was in 2020. And now Mm. it's 2022. better not be the same goal for me. Like I've Mm. already hit it. I'm already Mm. moving on and I'm doing something else. So like a lot of us, we we get attached to a goal, and we think once that goal's done, that's the big thing. But man, your goal and your story's got to mm. evolve and change every year to keep mm. you excited.
0: Yeah, I, I was actually teaching this this morning of this. Um, people often like, how do you get up? How do you get motivated? How do you keep working in the direction of you know these dreams and the goals? And the, there's this research that shows three elements to, to activating motivation, really. And it's when your goals and your life and your what you're doing, you feel like you have autonomy over. So you get to design what you work on and, and choose. And that's why I think sometimes because we're running our own businesses, even though things might be hard, they're still ours. It's our mm. businesses and we get to do them our way. It's not someone saying, sit Which down so and cool. do it this way. know and you get to work your hours and you have the autonomy um there's purpose to what you do you feel like there's a sense of purpose and there's the right amount of challenge and it's if the challenge is too high then you will you know you've you've set the bar too high you'll you'll actually you you know you try to go too big too soon you'll um kick yourself out of the the even attempting cycle Whereas if you hit that you have those thing enough of a challenge that it excites you to grow and expand um, then you'll you'll be like oh, i nearly got it you know it's like um yeah so i think i, I like that because so it's like the, you look at that then it's like you don't need to sit down and have this huge morning routine and you know super fit and this and that and look at what everyone else is doing and you know copy their routines because that's how they're motivated <laughs> It's totally. actually those three things that you have complete control over. And that and I guess again, back to that point around autonomy, is if it's not your goal you're aiming towards and you're copying what oh, you man, think man, it, it becomes should
1: be. so fucking hard.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: The second and that you're you're working towards someone else's goal like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think about it in my life, like um, you know, maybe people tell me to slow down or they want me to slow down and and I understand that, but I don't look at someone, I, I don't actually run on someone else's goals. So I don't get jealous or nervous or, or mm. compare myself. I don't look at, like let's just say like Gary mm. V, for instance, I don't look at him and go, oh man, he's so much further. Like I wish he would slow down so I can catch up, you know, because if I tried to reach his goals, man, it'd just be overwhelming for me. It'd be insane. Mm. You
0: know? Yeah. And maybe one day you'll be, you know, well I'm sure one day if that's something you're aspiring to, they've set, they've shown you a path, but when you're ready you'll be at that level you know and i think that's mm. the thing i've learned and i still you know think about it when i people talk about me having a book <laughs> is like i didn't it wasn't like oh my god i've got a book like i've got a book yeah. deal it was like by the time i got my book deal i was like yeah cool yeah. i know sense. this content is like I'm, I'm, yeah it's the I right level towards a challenge you know
1: yeah.
0: um I actually read this quote the other day um, that said, it's this guy, Ken Honda, who um, read this book, which is what made me reach out to you about money. And it's called, I think it's called Happy Money. And the quote that he said was, success doesn't rid us of doubt. And thinking to that now around how there's always that fear. And always, I think something you said then about like, oh, once I get here, once I get there, once then, you know, it's like it's success doesn't have an end point. and I think mm. it's like success is yeah, being in alignment with who you are, right? I don't know, what's your Absolutely. version of success? My
1: what's success is the willing. Well, my my de- definition is the willingness to do and fail, because mm. that for me keeps me in the sense of like, if I if if something's worth doing, like. And then, if I actually fail on that thing, it means that I'm still so successful because at least I gave myself a chance and I tri- mm. and I tried it. So it's mm. not about like actually winning the thing; it's about being in the game. If that makes sense.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this on other podcasts, but let's. I've, I'm so interested. This is like a therapy session. Yeah, that's good. Um, but like, <laughs> where is your willingness or your is? with failing come from why are you so okay it's, with failing
1: well it's because i um i've been the underdog my whole life like mm. you know growing up with no money uh and all those things means i don't feel like i deserve anything i have no attachment mm. to it i'm not i don't have an ego to it it's not part of my identity so if for success for me it's, it's none of those things which means it's easy for me to let go and lose because um because it's not part of my story you know mm. so I think a lot of us, we get so hung up on like, we need to be successful. We need to have things or we need to have, you know, achievements and all these things. And maybe that comes from school. Maybe this from comparing ourselves to childhood friends or like whatever it is. But for me, I'm just like, man, I'm still the underdog and I'm still running like the underdog. Like I am, Mm. you know, I'm hungry and I'm ready and I'm doing the thing and I'm tripping over and I'm falling over and I'm failing all the time. But I'm Mm. like, that's just me though. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't have anything to lose. Mm. So I still Um... feel like I have nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, is that even as you grow and like you've got to make payroll and uh, you're like building a house right now and you've bought an office space and who knows what else you're doing but like <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I still got nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, like like I'm not you, attached
1: to any of those things.
0: Yeah, and I think it's like then I guess like also that point of like the the more I don't know if you feel like this um, but around like being a teacher in the space of helping other people achieve and stuff like that is that you know the fear of like losing that or, um, you know, the pressure, I guess, of that as well.
1: Uh, not for me. Um, I think because I'm so, I'm so myself and I, and I teach what I do. That's Mm -hmm. why people love to learn from me because Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, how did I do that? And then fail and then still keep going. That's kind Mm -hmm. of interesting. So the reason why people come to me is not because I have anything motivational to say, but they see what I do and go, that's pretty Mm -hmm. motivational.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. How do you think people can cultivate the ability to um, to take that risk and, and reduce the emotional like identity or fear yeah, of failure?
1: A, a lot of it is we have to work on ourselves and we have to realize that we have to let go of that ego. Mm-hmm. Ego is the biggest thing because if we are tired to, for instance, like if I just say I released a book and then no one bought it. So if I attach my ego to that one thing, I'm like, okay, so that was that's me basically, mm. and now I'm no longer who I am because I put myself out there and that didn't work, and then I feel like people are judging me for the, for that one project. But mm. the way I see it is like, oh no, I'm me, and then I do projects all the time, and if they don't work out, like I don't care, I'm still me. If mm. I lose all my money, I still got my mind, I still remember everything, mm. I still I know my capabilities. Mm. So I think. Um, We need to let go of associating ourselves to our Mm. achievements or to our success or to whatever you know so Mm. i don't want anyone to ever go like oh yeah jai like oh yeah he's just he's got lots of money successful like i don't Mm. want that to be my story because it's not my story actually Mm. you know what i mean so it's um yeah separating us actual feelings and ego and just realizing like you can have confidence with our ego because they're not joined together you need to be Mm. confident in yourself and then that means you confidently can fail and you confidently mm-hmm. can do a project and it doesn't work out or it does work out. You're confident mm-hmm. in that.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. It reminds me actually, um I a couple of weekends ago, I, you know, I was coming off the back of COVID and then I was like, you know, I've really pushed myself and then I was like, okay, you actually need to stop you and, you know, you're you you're gonna crack again and you'll just end up back, you know, bedridden and time to actually stop and rest. And um and was spending a lot of time being like, you know. How am I, you know, what am I going to do next? My business, you know, I've got all this time to sit and be still like, what's, you know, what do I want to do? And, you know, for a moment there, I was just like, I will never be able to have a proper like conversation or be a coach again, because my brain just felt like the wires were unplugged. Mm. And um, so I had to really face like, yeah, what if all of this was stripped away? Or, you know, what now that it is feeling like there's, you know, a blank canvas, what do you want to put back on? Um, Which also brings me into this conversation around money that has been happening a lot. So like, you know, for me, it's like, yep, you know, activating and keeping your business alive and, you know, cash flow and and generating work and what's next. And um, it was like, I guess I was like in this like kind of panic mode about it of like, I don't know what, you know, like you've been out of the game for a few weeks and, you know, then you're questioning whether what you do is even relevant and all this stuff. Um, anyway, then I had this experience. I was finally kind of getting to this place of being like, yeah, cool. Um, and then my woke up on Saturday morning and I was like literally walking down to the markets with my partner and was like, yeah, life is good. I feel like I'm getting some clarity. Um, I know what direction I'm going to go in. And then I figured out, I don't know, it's weird things happen, but my bank card had been ha- taken from a third party app and someone had charged hundreds of dollars to it overnight, and it mm. was this real. It was this real. There was panic and there was anxiety, and it was like felt like someone had come into my house and robbed me. Totally. Uh, and then having to fix that. But in the deep, uh, once like the anxiety um, like subsided, and I you know had a solution to it, it was this really deep sense of detachment to the hustle and the need to you mm. know grow and stuff because it was like. Just like that, a stranger has my card details and it's empty
1: hundreds drawn. of
0: dollars, you know? And it was this realization of being like, I have a roof over my head, I'm in a loving relationship, we've got beautiful market produce. It does not matter, you know? And mm. um, yeah, it was like those hard moments where it gets taken away, but it's like. Yeah, it was really, uh, yeah, I'm still, I haven't really spoken about it because I'm like, oh. Well, I think this is a beautiful journey that, right? that you've
1: gone through right yeah. there. Mm. And I think it's like so important for you as well because it's mm. like um, like never feel like you're ever um alone thinking that mm. you are the only person that thinks like this too because mm. it's not the truth. Like every creative does. I do. Everyone does. Mm. And you go through situations where you start thinking, was is it worth it? What am I doing? Mm. Like I'm not even making money. There's no money coming mm. in. You know, we all go through that same thing and, and it's a big mm. cycle. And then when we get in line with ourselves again, with those goals again, and then, and we have clarity because if you don't have clarity, man, that's the, I reckon that is the killer mm. of all businesses, not money. Mm. It's clarity. Yeah. Um, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you got no direction, mm. like you will mm. get nowhere, right?
0: Mm. But the
1: second that you've probably walked around had that realization and then you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm ready again. Mm. I'm ready to do something mm. because I feel like I, I know my purpose.
0: Yeah. And it's like almost that the breaking of this shock of, you know, yeah. the, the reality of the world we live in. Um, yeah. makes Can, you can actually, I quickly just show yeah. you something
1: here too? Like, I think a lot yeah. of us, we try and find, okay, for instance, we try and find motivation by listening to a book, reading a book, um, getting on someone's Instagram account and seeing if they're going to motivate me or something. Mm. But a lot of the times there's lessons to be learned in everything. And sometimes for you to have a jolt, kind of like if you're having, you know, you If you were on the operating table and it had to actually put some electricity for you to jolt your heart back on, sometimes you need to fail or Mm. you need to make mistakes for you to realize what was actually going wrong and where you need to go. Mm. And so if there's a life lesson in everything, I always look at that. I'm like, where's the Mm. lesson in this? I'm like, oh my Mm. God, I just learned something that I wouldn't have learned if I, if Mm -hmm. I succeeded.
0: Yeah I, yeah I absolutely agree it's like the best lessons are learnt in the hardest time because you're forced to stop and go what's going wrong here i'm in physical pain or discomfort mm. i have to fix this you know it's like if our body was aching we'd go to the doctor and pay attention to it you know but if your arm's not aching most of the time you're not even aware of your arm you know and how exactly. it
1: works
0: and um yeah it's that interesting idea of, you know and i think i i try to see it in everyday stuff, you know, like, I guess, through a bit of a karma lens, you know, everything is feedback, you know, and it's also everything is a reflection of what you're putting out and what you're allowing. So, you know, if if you're feeling drained of energy, it's like, well, what have you put in your body today? You know, like, has it been Mm -hmm. all coffee or has it been a, a proper meal? So it's, you're always getting information. It's just whether you're aware enough to stop and receive it and keep learning from it.
1: Yeah, or if the information is important enough or loud enough for you to actually hear Mm. it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it could be that same problem over and over, but until that point happened for you, then you're like,
0: oh, I hear you now. (laughs) And I think that's like, you know, I think I really like that you bring that up in everyday stuff because it's like, yeah, you're again, back to your journey is there is lessons in every single moment. And I think getting better at noticing them and tweaking on the go Mm. rather than waiting for the crisis moments, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm. And I think more of us, especially creative entrepreneurs, we need to harness realizing every day is a lesson and then mm. getting obsessed with learning because then you get mm. obsessed. If you're obsessed with learning, right? Like most people, for some reason, mm. think they're obsessed with succeeding and then they mm-hmm. say, well, Jai, how are you happy with, with failing? I'm like, well, mm. I'm obsessed with learning. And when you learn it's tri- trial and error, like I, I'm like, oh, that one worked, that one didn't, that mm. one worked. But after all this, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gaining so much knowledge and experience and, mm-hmm. and connections and network and, you know, so many things. And I'm like, to me, I only succeed because mm-hmm. even when it looks like I'm failing and I've got no money and I'm backed in the corner, I'm like, I needed that mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like, again, it's like, yeah, is it. I mean, your definition of success was trialing and failing and, and being mm. scared enough. So it's like you're actually succeeding in, Exactly. <laughs> I'm, you're still I'm, in the game. Amazing. You're still yeah. giving it a crack, you know? Um, I love that. Hey, onto to that point around, I guess, um the you mentioned your partner and getting a, a studio, but like what's how would it, how do you navigate? I think we were gonna touch on this last time, but what's your relationship like in the in that how that plays out with, I guess, like your balance as a couple, but also, mm. you know, both being creatives and striving to goals and, you know, how do you, yeah, yeah. that support I think, each
1: other? Um, well, th- there's so many different ways that we need to, like, we can, we can think of this and unwrap this. And I think just to start off with a misconception, I think a lot of people look at someone that's their successful self, right? And it's like, if I'm going to be a successful painter, I need to, work, you know, a hundred hours a week, just painting and and then let go of my relationships. And and that's what life looks like because you just got to hustle. But I think it's not like that at all. And something that you brought up is like my life and my business and everything is all just my journey. It's just my life. And it's all mixed Mm -hmm. and intertwined, which means I have big goals, big, Mm -hmm. crazy goals for my business. I always do. I have big, crazy goals for my life. I do. Mm -hmm. You know, I love learning new stuff. I have big goals for my relationships. Mm -hmm. So I think about that. Like I'm like, I have to put the same amount of effort into, if I'm making my business amazing, I've got to do the same thing with my partner. I've got to do the Mm -hmm. same thing with my friends and everyone else. Which means if I'm at work, I'm here and I'm working, I'm hustling. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm like finishing early, I'm not sitting on Facebook. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go home. When I get home, I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to cook a meal with you. Let's talk about what Mm -hmm. we've done. Let's, you know, let's do whatever we need to do to make sure that uh, I'm spending, we're spending quality time together because that's Mm -hmm. important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, so often, we get it stuck in a trap and we start saying like, sorry, babe, I'm too busy. I'm just going to watch Netflix because I had a bad day or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry, babe, but this, All we're saying, like, and sometimes, you know, I find myself like, sorry, mom, I'm too busy right now. Like, can mm-hmm. I call you back some other time? And I'm not too busy. I actually have lots of time, you know, mm-hmm. I, might, I might seem like I'm busy, but what I do is I just prioritize. So I'm saying to my mom, mom, I don't prioritize you over what I'm doing right now. And so you're less on, on that ladder. So I'll get back to you once I go through these things. And so with our relationship, I can never say to Lulu, like if she said today, Jai, can you drive me into the city because I need to go do something? And I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, I've got a podcast episode and other things. I better cancel them because that is my number one priority right now. You know, so mm-hmm. you got to make sure those words that we say like I'm too busy you're just saying I don't value our time right now mm-hmm. over what I'm going to do like watching mm-hmm. Netflix or doing something else
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah no. we've got to
1: be proactive around it
0: yeah absolutely and I think that's the um, yeah it's almost like the same thing with time right is like when like, there's enough time it's like no there's time it's like I mean not enough yeah not enough time and not enough money not enough you know resources um, it's about what you put the most value on you know it's like you'll yeah, yeah it's um the, back to that book that i'm reading i think you'd like it it's um he he was saying something about the other day which has made a lot of sense because you know i've um my family you know we have different styles of eating <laughs> habits and style you know like I, yeah, yeah. I i don't mind a fancy champagne and you know taking to myself to a nice dinner And whereas they you know will happily just shop at the local grocer and you know just different how how we do our lives which used i used to come home and be like you need to you know eat this amazing sourdough and they're like no thanks i just want white bread and i'm like okay and so i let go of needing to do that and it's like i look at my siblings who all have kids as well which is different but you know it's like what what they prioritize is their kids and their kids sport Mm -hmm. and a family holiday and things like that. And, you know, is a, um, not someone who doesn't have kids and, you know, lives in a city. It's like what I value is, you know, and stuff, but it's like, because that's my value. And so it actually, um, the author of this book, I'll find it and let everyone know, but, um, was talking about, it's like, it's not that you don't have enough money, it's what you value. And it's like when we actually get to that point where we're like, I'm exchanging this money because this is a, it's a representation of something that I value, then you never have that spending anxiety Mm -hmm. because you're actually aligning your, your time and your money and your resources to something that you're like, yeah, that's, I'm so happy to invest in that, you know, because... I have these results, you know, because it's something
1: that I value. Just like going off the back of that, like a lot of the times when someone says like, hey, man, I can't afford this. Um, I can't afford to eat there. I can't afford to go and look after myself. I can't afford whatever. It's also you got to remember it's you valuing yourself. Like, Mm. what do you think? Like, I know so many people that they value their car over themselves. Mm -hmm. And the way that looks is they'll go, I can't afford to eat at a fancy restaurant. And then they pull up at a gas station, they'll get the premium unleaded and so add some extra stuff in there, really expensive. And then they'll walk into McDonald's and get a $3 burger and feed themselves with the shittest fuel and feed their car with the best fuel. And then now they can't afford themselves. Right? So we all do value things differently, but one huge thing is part of society is we undervalue ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like We don't put the right value on ourselves. Mm,
0: yeah, and I think that's like coming back to, you know, what's important for you? What's your life path? What do you want to be creating and investing in? And, yeah, and then it's like, yeah, again, back to that motivation thing. It's less about lack and time and all of these things and more about that's when life gets into flow and things feel easy and mm. you, you know, you're feeling like you've got enough and, you know, there's, yeah, you're inspired and you're over- in you know, overachieving and all these things because you're in that alignment with your value system, which is just takes time, right?
1: It takes time. To find
0: them. To find what's right. But um yeah. it is a
1: continuous thing yeah. too. Like we're always looking for our own values and it changes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where you've coming to zoom out. That's a good question for you actually coming into that because I know you've built a team. I think last time we chatted, I think you you had uh, who's the guy that was doing photography drawing stuff Morgan. with you? Morgan there he is and then um, and I think you had somebody else who was helping you out with socials and stuff on a shoot but yeah, yeah. you have seemed to have grown tell us about your team now and how much that comes into <laughs> are they all yeah. listening? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah it's really fun having a team so yeah. I know like there's you're a only few... saying
0: there's... that because they're there
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah no I hate them
0: <laughs>
1: they know i'm talking about and they don't know what i'm saying though no. um no i think it's really it's really fun to have a team like look i think like running after your goals and doing business and stuff it's fucking boring by yourself i think mm. like for me like i want i think bigger than myself i want to do bigger things i want to provide opportunities i want to bring people into an ecosystem where we can all work together and we can all flourish and it all works like i think mm. it's all amazing um you know that you need to hire someone when you get to a point where you have so many ideas and, and like years and years worth of work and you can't do it all by yourself and you want some partners in life as well. And then I think it's time to go like, Oh, I think I should bring someone in. I can't afford it. Every time I've hired someone new, I can't afford it, but I know mm. I can't afford not to hire them because if I don't hire them, I'll never be able to afford it. I can't mm. buy back my time. I can't bring in, you know, new elements to my business or or get something to strengthen or get better or bring in more ideas. But the cool thing about hiring people is you can literally become a superpower because you just hire people that are smarter than you, more creative than you, more educated than you. You know, they're more driven than you. Like you can Mm -hmm. find people in any any element, right? So for me, Mm -hmm. being the the ghetto kid that I am, like I didn't go to university, but I can hire an architect, you Mm -hmm. know, and they went to university for four years. And then I could start an architect firm if I wanted to, Mm -hmm. right? So I think about that and I'm like, I can literally... Like so many people have dedicated their lives to their craft and whatever it is that they do and they perfect it. And then Mm -hmm. in my business, I'm like, well, I can leverage all that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an amazing thing to Mm. do. And then as a business, you can grow it all together and everyone's involved in it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think leverage is one of those, like a lot of business, you know, I learned this very early on is like, yeah, how do you grow and expand and build wealth? And um, (laughs) yeah, leverage is one of the keys to that. I think it's like investing as well and then business. But yeah, leverage is that idea of like, yeah. you don't have to have it all or do it all. But yeah, and how, how do you decide what to what role to hire? For yourself?
1: Well, one of the reasons, or one of the ways there's two different ways, actually. One is I work out what I'm doing that, um, that I would make more money if I didn't do it. So yeah. I work out my hourly rate. And then if I could hire someone to do that job. Now, for instance, mm-hmm. on a Saturday, if I could hire someone to mow my lawn, for $30 and it takes me an hour, Mm -hmm. then it's a clear choice to hire someone to do it because in that hour, well, because I'm worth about $500, Mm -hmm. I could either go and do something, sell something. I could do a mentor session while my lawn's Mm -hmm. getting mowed and I'd have a lot of change or I could protect myself. And so I could work harder during the week. So Mm -hmm. I would never go mow my lawn for $30 because I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, Mm -hmm. I've said this before, like so many people say, I can't afford Uber Eats. It's so, like, man, you're paying someone $5 to walk down the road for you and then to be on their bike riding up and they got a bike and everything. Like, I'll pay $5. I'll pay $20 to get someone to do that. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's not worth my time and energy to be wasting doing something like that on a low value task. And it makes me think really small because mm-hmm. if I'm thinking I need to save $5, then I'm thinking mm-hmm. so small that I could never grow a business, right? I'm thinking not, big yeah. right now.
0: Well, it almost goes back to that values conversation, right? Is because you value your time, yeah, and so what you're actually exchanging the five dollar Uber Eats delivery fee for is five minutes of being able to stay on in focus, not have to get up from your desk if you don't need to to think about food. You're saving cognitive load by getting picking something quickly, having it there. You know, you can stay in focus. So you're actually exchanging five dollars for. You know, staying in your workflow and, yeah. and whatever that. And that's might an be. amazing
1: deal to me. So that's the way I think mm. with everything, right? Yeah. Like if I, I'm thinking if I just paid five dollars for that, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it's so cheap. Mm. Is what I think when someone else complains. Oh, it's twenty five dollars. Uber eats. Mm. I'm Fuck, I can't believe it's so cheap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Insane. No, I love that. <laughs> um, What was that? Where did we start that conversation? Oh, building the team. So obviously, you're hiring that time. How has it been, um, you know, being a big dreamer and a big thinker and, you know, taking people on that ride with you? And, you know, obviously you take big risks and you do, you know, the next ideas and stuff. What's your kind of strategy or tips for people at home around building that team and taking them on the journey and getting them motivated towards your goals and, um
1: Mm. There's a few different things. Do
0: that as somebody who's probably, you know, the entrepreneur at the at the front running the show, and probably would run ten times faster.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a few different things. Like one thing is like, make no mistake, it's really hard. And I know so many people they hire one person, it was too hard, um, it wasn't the right fit, and then they sort of give up on it and go, no, that's it. So it is really hard. you got to put in the work and the effort. And then it's the same as any relationship. You have to put the work and effort in. You've got to understand everybody. you got to um, see what everybody values. So you've got to bring something to the table. you got to realize that you got to work for them, not so much they work for mm-hmm. you. So you need to bring, you know, you got to make sure everyone has the resources and has the things that they need to do the job that they have in front of them at the highest level because otherwise it costs you money. And also mm-hmm. then you're just not thriving, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a few things like that. Um, yeah, I've got to say it's it's not easy to hire people. Um, but it's really important for you to grow because you you can't it's there is no big business on the mm-hmm. planet that's a one man show. There is mm-hmm. none. And as much as so many people think that they could do it, like you're just thinking so small. Mm-hmm. Like it's I, I just can't see how you could do all the things, like all the things I do, yeah. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um and I want to grow even further and I'd love to have more people and I'd love to fill more gaps of things that we need, you know, we need designer and we need other things so uh, everyone can work even better together. But yeah, it's um to get people motivated. I think you need to be transparent and I think you need to like always be transparent with your team and you always need to have their best interests at heart mm. because if you can do that and you actually honestly want everyone to level up with you, you're not trying to hold people down then people will show up for you.
0: Mm, Yeah. I love that. Great advice. Um, How do you go about multitasking? I know you've got lots on the go all the time, um, but splitting, you know, your energy between, yeah, building a house and running a studio. And um, I don't know, you can tell us what else you've got on your plate. And then how do you go about managing your time and focus and breaking up obviously all of those things need your attention Mm. on some levels i actually listened to a podcast (laughs) recently um and it was for david byrne the singer and they were he was in conversation um with a director i think it was and it was they were talking about you know these big time guys and they're like you know i have to carve out time to be creative but you know then i have to go and do emails and i was like oh my god that's the most relatable thing i've heard of David Byrne being like, I still have that. It's like you can outsource mm. so much, but at the end of the day, there's certain things still that will always
1: you need do. you. Yeah. yeah, and it's very relevant right now because we've been multitasking a lot of things between doing a launch and building a house and working on no skin, like doing so many different things. Um, you know, I'm on my podcast a lot. Uh, I do a lot of social media. I do a lot of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you sort of have to let go of the notion of like you have one job. Oh, hello, little buddy. Um, got a little mm-hmm. dog here. So, mm-hmm. like the notion of um come here, come here, come here. <laughs> say hello, say hello. There we go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you see a little dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta let go of the notion of like we've got to think that everything should be separated. And I think when you sort of combine things, it works well. So I really do mm-hmm. blocks of everything, but I don't go like, oh, on this one day I'm gonna work on that one business and then the next day I'm gonna work on that house. I just go like what what needs my attention the most now? And then how much time can I give it block it out? So I'm not multitasking. So then I do one task on Mm -hmm. that one thing. And then I work my way down the list and go, what's the next thing that needs my attention right now? Mm. And I plan way ahead as well. Like I always plan my weeks out um, like on Sunday before Mm -hmm. I get into work. Mm -hmm. I generally plan out my months but then I know each week I'm like so I know on Thursday I should do this I I should block out some time to do some podcasts do some reels and stuff on on Friday I really need to fly up and go look at my house and talk to the builders Mm -hmm. and stuff and so yeah it's very much just like ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. and stuff's going on all Mm -hmm. over the place and barely holding it all together (laughs) and having breakdowns
0: Uh, I (laughs) know What's your strategy for a breakdown when, when that hits for you? How well, how do you pick yourself up or what's your kind of um
1: mental?
0: My health strategy plan? is
1: I just get real moody and angry at everyone and then I say sorry and then and then I have a day off and yeah, then I reflect on it and then and then I'm good to go again. So that's my yeah. strategy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's good that you give yourself days off. Yeah. It makes a difference. It gives you that reset. Um yeah, I think that's like back to that kind of time blocking and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I think we're similar in a sense of like having lots of different projects and styles of working. You know, for me, it's like podcasting, coaching, hosting events, you know, creating content, all those things um, and learning too. I love to like read mm. and carve out time for that. And um, it's about, yeah, it's it's always going to be changing and like it's almost i think what keeps me excited because you know the thing i hated most about a nine to five was sitting at a desk and doing the same thing over and over again um but that idea of blocking out and i think it's kind of just for as a tip for people at home i think it's you listening looking at what is the priority because sometimes yeah maybe there's floods up you know in (laughs) where your house is and it's like okay all of a sudden the house is you know i had all these things but The house is now top priority. So that actually, we need to shuffle that up, you know? Um, So it's like, and I always think, and I don't know how you do your to-do list and stuff, but I always look at mine and like, I've got my big goals on the wall and then I've got my to-do list in front of me and everything on my to-do list should be a step towards the big goals up there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, there's a reason why it's on the list and not just there because, you know?
1: Totally. You want to make an impact of all your time. Mm. You know, yeah. and one thing I guess i uh, just talking about time is I spend at least one hour on myself every day. Mm. So I know I've talked about that with you before, but like um, it's a non-negotiable. If I have to wake up an hour early, like so many people tell me, Jai, you can't go for a walk for an hour if you've got kids. I'm like, mm. you can if you prioritized it because I know mm-hmm. people that do it. You know, you can wake up an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. You could probably have a nap in the middle of the day if you needed to, like whatever you need to do. But if you don't, then you're a strung out parent for mm. your kids all the time because you're stressed and, mm. you know, things not going right and everything. So you always have to put your own mask on before you can help other people. Mm-hmm. And in business, if, especially if you've got a team, like it's so important to do that because if you look after yourself, give yourself that time, like learn something, read a book, listen to a podcast, you know, whatever it is, then you're going to happily show up for everyone else because you've already mm-hmm. filled your cup.
0: Mm, yeah. I love that. I'm all for yeah. the morning routine. Yeah. Because my um, partner complimented me the other day, we had a 8am flight, um, which means like, you know, airports are crazy. I think we were, I was up at five, but like I, um like planned the morning that I still had time to get ready for the airport and sit and have my coffee. I was like, it yeah, doesn't even doesn't matter of like, you know, I hate rushing out the door. Um, I know. Or, because it's just the time for the rest of your day. To go. It's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Um, hey, I just had a thought then when you were talking about getting up and, and having that time and I know you like to go for a walk and watch the sunrise, which made me think of, um, remember Clubhouse?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> are you still on it?
1: Uh, I've got the app, but I've yeah. jumped on a couple of times, but there's not many people that I know that are on it, but I know there's a lot yeah, of people on it. And I know- There is. Yeah. interesting
0: is it because what it made me think of which would be keen to get your advice or take or how you're approaching it um it, it just made me think of trends, you know. And when Clubhouse happened, it was like you got to have the invitation, mm-hmm. and then you got to get mm-hmm. on, you know. And, and you were on there every day having discussions. I know that we had input, and it was like, yeah, riding that wave for a bit. Uh, interesting to watch it die down, at least here in Australia. I'm not sure, maybe other around the world, maybe in the states, just a little bit more. But you think I'm going to look this up today because I reckon. They raised a lot of money and for how quickly they took a dip compared to mm-hmm. like, you know, Instagram and Facebook are still everyday parts of our life. Going for it, yeah. Um, but what's your kind of take on trends and things coming and going? And I guess, I mm-hmm. don't know. what. I, also, I, got, I saw on Instagram the other day you posting about limited reach on your account, yep. um, which I think a lot of people are experiencing. But what what's your kind of headspace and how are you tackling it or what's your advice for people at home who might be, getting really caught up in that or you know trying to figure it out or worried about it
1: i got some good advice, especially for Clubhouse. I think a lot of people don't want to jump on a new platform like that because they're worried that it might be a trend that might disappear. Mm. But the thing is, like if I jumped on there and I did like every day, the thing is from those connections, like I've met so many different people. And then I know people that have got on there and then they got a book deal from it because they mm. were in the same room as someone else. They learned a bunch of things. Um, mm. They made more connections. They expanded the network and which means they expanded their net worth. Uh, They made more money, they sold more courses, like so many things happen. So, so often we think something needs to be there forever for it to make sense, but it's not. Mm. It's like, you need to be where the people are all the time and whether Mm. that's on a fleeting platform, it doesn't matter. Like you Mm. need to be there. That's to me is like, is the... The mindset you've got to have with all these platforms like instagram might go tomorrow as well mm-hmm. and it's not like i'm going to be going oh my god i can't believe instagram's gone it sucks i'm like oh, no it doesn't And i just made so many connections like mm-hmm. i made a big business from it. i've done so many things like that's what it was there for i used mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. and so make sure we do use it
0: yeah for sure and i think i think is like also i guess the angle i was coming from but also a great point um is interesting how something that could you know had I think Elon Musk was on there at some point and it had all the big names, was raising lots of money, was the talk of the town, everybody Mm. jumped on it. And then how quickly that can, you know, it's like almost like a, yeah, actually things don't last forever and the relevance of stuff. They Um, don't, hey. Yeah. And it's like, even if you've got all the money behind you and the people, like, yeah, I would say there's a heap of people who've deleted the app after the first few months of hype, you know.
1: Yeah, and Mm. I think there's going to be a lot of things that come like that, and a lot of our projects work like that. Mm. Um, You know, I had a, I mean, I've I I let go of projects and courses and things all the time based on Mm. just me going, oh, okay, that was actually a bad idea, and just accepting Mm. that. But hey, if we run our lives based Mm. on thinking about the things that didn't work out, like these apps or or other things, that's the environment that starts the fear because then we start Mm. thinking maybe it won't work out for me Mm. or maybe I should waste my time on something but really if you start looking at the opposite it's like well you need to do that to get to your next step that you don't even Mm. you haven't even thought of yet Mm. so there's one thing but then spending your time on a platform like that you need that for the connections and Mm. of course everything's going to disappear but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We can pivot and change. And mm-hmm. I know you wanted to ask me about pivoting and when's a good time. Every day you need to pivot mm-hmm. every day. That's business, right? And mm-hmm. so I think so many people die in business because they don't pivot their business every day, but mm-hmm. every decision you need to think about it and you could need to be nimble enough to change it. Because if that just didn't work out, change it, you mm-hmm. know, adapt, mm-hmm. go different, go bigger, go smaller, like do whatever you need to do. And that's, that mm-hmm. is business. Yeah.
0: Big time. And this goes back to that thing about um, feedback, right? Pivoting mm. is just listening to the to the feedback and, and adjusting as you go. Yeah. But that's, yeah, good advice. I mean, imagine
1: if someone wasn't pivoting every day. Like that's going to yeah. be a business that's going to slowly die.
0: Mm. I actually had the, um, somebody inquired about um, my productivity coaching the other day. And I, you know, got my email that I sent back. I'm like, this is how it works and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, they wrote back and were like, um, yep, this was, oh, you know, just gave their thing and said, but I'll come back at another time or whatever. And the reasoning around of of being like, not now's not the right time. I was like, oh, hang on. Like in my head, I was like, oh, of course we're going to touch on your business. The whole thing is about being productive in your business. Right? And for me, it was this that opportunity to be like, I haven't properly communicated that. And yeah, so this totally, person has actually given me copy for my website and mm-hmm. my email in order to tweak my messaging and it's like not getting caught up in like that person what a gift huh Didn't convert it's that person actually it's just giving me information to make my messaging better you know you know what's yeah. really
1: amazing too is that literally the words that they say is what should be on your sales page and email mm-hmm. like so you yeah. just go oh you're right mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't touch on that point and I can't believe you were confused about that point mm-hmm. so check out my sales page now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> look at me now. Yeah. Um, hey, oh, wait, was there, what's your kind of take on socials and, you know, uh, engagement and being limited and having, you know, pe- people being anxious about all that?
1: Hey, so I think with social media, um, engagement is pretty low. Like we mm-hmm. know engagement is pretty low. Um, but there is one big rule of thumb, and I'm realizing this right now, like I'm, I'm just testing some stuff right now. And I've known this like since the start of Instagram, basically. I think a lot of people rely too much on their algorithm and they Mm -hmm. think it's the algorithm's fault and they don't look inwards and realize they're making shit content. And mm-hmm. so that's the actual truth of everything. So every time mm-hmm. someone's told me, it's the algorithm, look at my content. I post a st- I've been posting the st- same stuff for three years. It used to get a lot. Now it doesn't. And I look at it, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have been good three years ago. It's not good now. Mm-hmm. Or they'll show me their stuff and I go, yeah, like this should have went viral. My last one did. I'm like, well, your last video was good though. Like it was a good hook in it and there was a good call to action. And it was like seven mm-hmm. seconds long. And it was like trending music. This one here is like one hour long, you know, whatever. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got an alarm going off. Yeah, Yeah. so um, for us, I think we need to think less about the platform, whatever platform it is, because all platforms work Mm -hmm. the same and we need to start working on the strategy for our own content, Mm -hmm. creating content that we would enjoy and we would like. Because Mm -hmm. if we do that, you know, for instance, like, Kate, like with your content, like if you just started doing like little videos like this Mm -hmm. and you're just talking to me just like this and I'm like, oh, my God, like, we're friends. This is cool. And you started posting that. It's different to anything you've ever posted before, Mm. but all of a sudden you'd break the algorithm because Mm. everyone would think the way I'm thinking, because you're thinking the same. Mm. So if we start thinking that, like what stuff could I make right now? That's going to be funny for my friends or inspiring Mm. for my coworkers or, you know, they're going to save this. They're going to share this or they'll comment on this because it's controversial or or whatever Mm. it is. Then you've got good content. Mm. Yeah.
0: No, I a hundred percent agree. And I think there's times where I'm just like, (laughs) <laughs> I actually am like in my head. I'm like, mm, whenever I'd scroll past that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 exactly. like, I've I actually personally. done it. I've like swiped past my own content from my personal account, <laughs> and like startup creative will come past. And I'm like, oh, it's still. And in my head, it's right now. It's not a, a huge priority or value for me. You know, so totally. it's like, you know, when when that time comes, there's those chances to. You know, I know that I could, I should, and can, but there's plenty of other things going on, which has also been oh, a man. nice lesson s- for me too.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a lesson for me as well. And like, we all go through this. Like I I sit here and I'm like, I say this on my high horse and I'm like, man, that last podcast episode that I made, it wasn't the best. And then I expect Mm. people to have good download Mm. rates and everyone to share it and reviews Mm. and stuff. But I'm like, would I? Mm, I wouldn't. Mm. And then Mm. so I've always got to reflect on myself. It's not the, it's not the platform, man. It's the message. And the messaging wasn't strong. Dude, yeah. you know, get better at your message mm. is what I think yeah. to myself.
0: There's two things that, to this which I was chatting about with somebody the other day is, Um one that I know for me when I have felt inspired and I've got something cut through to say that's like, you know, a, a real emotive yeah. and it's relates, yeah. you know, all of those things that I sit down, I'm like, I need to share this message. It doesn't matter what time of day i put, like doesn't I matter. I put it out, it doesn't matter if I used hashtags or whatever. Nope. Or
1: how good it looks.
0: The message actually cuts through and I was yep. trying to remember, I think Grace, someone who was this young, she put up, I remember figuring this out years ago, she was on some American Idol or something like that. Her first ever video, and there's so many stories like this now, but like was this backyard that was like kind of gray and like this kind of, you know, nothing special about it she's sitting on this kind of wooden porch like you know and she's got a ukulele and she's a stalky little 12 year old and she just sings into the youtube into and puts it up on youtube like huge deal now and i remember watching that because i went on a spiral of who was this girl and um and being like that's the perfect example of Mm -hmm. it that is not a beautiful curated anything to that she didn't have a home studio no one was trying to make her famous she just created something that was beautiful and authentic and it went viral you know
1: see and the algorithm won't stop her you know what i mean Mm. you can break the algorithm like for instance on my stories like i'm getting limited to a thousand people Mm. What what i've worked is if I make something shareable, so shareable, it breaks it because it has mm. to, because if more than a thousand people share it, more than a thousand people seen it. And then I'm like, mm. well, I just need to make more viral content. Like I need mm-hmm. better messaging, yeah. and I realize I can break the algorithm, and we can all mm. do that.
0: Yeah, it cuts through for sure. I think the other thing that's um i I guess for me, there's in that time of like really contemplating my business and stuff as well um i was reminded through friends that i reached out to to get an in, insight into it was um what i what you're seeing on socials is like one tenth of what the hell is going on in the background you no, know like course. i'm writing con courses and i'm speaking at events and i'm advising you know like and i'm doing interviews and you know all of these different things and that reminder of like yeah it actually completely hides my anxiety goes down because it's like I've actually diversifying stuff that doesn't belong Mm. or need to be, or I don't have time to put it on socials and update people that way I'll be there and I'll contribute. And when, you know, I can probably need to hire we, also, somebody. Also,
1: you've got so many things going on in your life, right? And mm. you say so many things that like interest me. And I know you don't share mm. too much about it, but like, mm. let's just like, if we wrote down, mm. if we got out a whiteboard and we wrote mm-hmm. down some stories that you have in your life. Okay. So mm. one is you're in a same sex relationship. Mm-hmm. Another one is you go through anxiety. Mm-hmm. Another one is you're just talking about you were just broke like a week ago. Mm-hmm. So I can start like writing down all these super interesting things mm. about your life. Mm. And then from there, we could go, okay, well, what story do you want to share on that? Because how is that going to help a lot of people? Mm-hmm. And if you started making some content around all the stories, because it's your stories, it's not made up. Mm. This is your life. That's fucking interesting stuff. Mm. Because there's people out there that are just going like, oh my God, I'm going through the same thing. I went through the same thing. I'm about to go through the same thing. Mm. I fully relate. I don't relate, but I love this. You know, mm. whatever it is. But yeah. that's the content for us that we need to yeah. keep sharing. Because if we share everyone else's content all the time, mm. in the sense of like myself, I mean, this is big right now on Reels. Like, mm. it's like use the same trend song that everyone else is doing, do the same dance as everyone else is doing, and mm. then you'll get put into the playlist with everybody else. That's all good and everything, and that won't last forever. But if mm. you actually share what you do and what you're like, man, mm. it will will last forever. It actually mm. will.
0: Yeah, and it people just- will follow
1: you across platforms.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, and it's it's not the norm, and it can't be replicated. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that for those at home too, it's like if you find yourself with all your eggs in the Instagram basket, then take a minute to be like, what else? Where else are you collecting an audience, or where else are you you sharing and diversifying and getting in front of more people that maybe isn't just all Instagram. Um, Cool. Okay, final question for you. What do you say yes and no to and how do you determine it and what do you say more
1: of? <laughs> this one's a really good question. Um, I just made it up then, but it sounds like well, you've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a really good question because um, I think one thing is so many people tell you to stop saying yes to everything. But I just want to give a word of warning to the people that are listening to those people because most people that say that have never said yes enough. And that's one thing that I've noticed. It's like, you know, I have friends who go like, don't try say yes to everything. Don't say yes. Also, I've got no work and I've got no connections and I, and I don't have a, a successful business and stuff. I'm like, yeah, because you're telling me to say no, but you haven't even said yes enough. Like mm. there's not many people I know on this planet that has said yes too much and they've exhausted it and they mm-hmm. should start saying no. So that's like one thing. The second thing is like saying no, you've got to remember the, the yes and no thing. We need to start working out of like does this get you closer to your goal? Because if you've wrote your goals down today and if that yes is a clear yes to your goal and it's going to get you faster there, then if you did anything else, then that should be the priority of the list. Like, yes, I will do that. For instance, okay, if you said, hey, uh, Jack, can we come and have a coffee? Can we be on a podcast today? I'm like, mm. yes. I'm going to wipe everything else off. I'm saying yes to this because this is going to get me actually faster to my goal, reach more people. I can talk mm. to more people, better relationship here. This ticks more boxes on my thing than the emails I was going to mm. do not prior to this. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that for me is like a clear yes. And then a clear no is just straight up of like, does that get me closer to my goal? Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Well then, Mm -hmm. sorry, yeah, no, too busy. But Jai, don't you want the money? Don't need the money. Don't you want this? Don't need it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go well, back to the values, right? Like, what are you yeah. working towards? What's on the to-do yeah. list? What's the outcome of that on the to-do list? And as you were saying then, because I think when you were like, say yes to everything, I was just like, oh my God. I Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like that's like overwhelming.
1: Yeah. There's but, terms and conditions to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But at, what I remember, what I think then with the next thought was like, you end up, if you say yes, like, so let's say you start at point A. And you're like, I want to get B, then C. And, you're, you know, you're kind of jumping up the steps. Say as yes to as many things in point A and then you've exhausted, you know, you kind of become, you know, the, outgrow it. And then you jump into the big pool and then you start saying yes to those things. And I think it reminded me of those, that realisation of like you eventually start saying yes to bigger things. Um, and no Well that's the thing it's, that it's easy
1: for us to think that we're just going to say yes to all the shit things all the time mm. it's not actually how it all works though because people ask me stuff all the time and i don't realize i say no but it's just not on my radar anymore but mm. i do say yes to every opportunity even mm. if i look at it and I go oh okay so let's just say for instance someone says "Jar, can you be on my podcast i only get like 100 listeners per episode i'm like yes i can mm. like oh why would you do that Well, for me, I'm reaching a hundred people. There's there's new Mm -hmm. people, there's new connection. Also your podcast might blow up and I'm going to be on the first one. So I'm going to say Mm -hmm. yes to that. Mm -hmm. Well, I know most people that I know would always value something and go like, no for that Mm -hmm. because you're just wasting my time and just do the emails Mm -hmm. and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons why I feel like my career I can get so far ahead because I fill my calendar with so many things that other people wouldn't do because I work like no one else would work, you know, while mm-hmm. everyone else is asleep, like they're rich, I'm awake, like I'm poor and I'm mm-hmm. doing the things that they wouldn't do, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's so important.
0: Well, I think it's true. It's like <laughs> one of your goals, like you look at your goal list and it's like, I want to reach more people, right? So if somebody comes and says, I want to be in front of these people and I want to be considered an expert... Being on a podcast as an expert is a status. It goes out into your into the internet as another listing. They're featuring your name. They're going to go out and promote it and get as many listeners as they can. It's free. Someone's out working on your behalf to promote you. You know, yeah, um,
1: it's all yeses from me yeah. on that one.
0: And it's <laughs> like, yeah, and if people, it, but if, if reaching more people and actually just better serving or you know, the your current existing audience isn't. Is a value or what's on your to do list? Then, yeah, you might be like, no, I'm out here serving my maybe ten high paying customers, you know. Exactly.
1: And so, I mean, just to put another spin on it, it's like if if um, I got contact for that hundred person podcast, but also on the same day I was doing like a five hundred person conference, I'm like, well, actually, no, because I've I've got the thing that I'm doing today. It's a big thing. Mm. So, hey, if you want to push it to tomorrow morning, that's all right, you know, whatever. Mm. But that's a clear no for me right now. You know, so it's, you will, you will always say yes or no based on your gut feeling and what's going to get you close to those goals. You've Mm. got to be in line with those goals.
0: Mm. And I think a really good way for people to navigate that is to, I always ask myself, like, what's the return on the investment, you know, for my time, um, you know, and again, if you have that clear return for, you know, whatever the exchange is, um, it can – it yeah, it might be exposure over cash and things like that, but based on yes. – yeah. And I think that's why I guess the whole moral – like the whole common theme of this podcast has been like – how important it is to be really clear about where you're going,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and, and have that vision and, and, and what your values are. how much are you willing are. to
1: go after it? Mm. You know, yeah. uh, like another thing here, um, Kay, is like people put the wrong value on things. So they will mm-hmm. say like, especially creatives, they go, oh, mm-hmm. someone asked me to come do this photo shoot for free. And mm-hmm. then I really tore them up on social media because I was like, fuck you. I can't believe you don't value me. And I'm like, oh, have you got lots of work on? They're like, no, I've got no work. I'm like, okay, well, the way that I work is I would look at something like I'd be shooting for free right now if I had no work. Like, mm. that's the first thing, because then I'm busy. The second thing is each client that I get, I'll be asking for a referral and a review. Mm. And I'll be like, hey, I can do this if you refer Mm. me on to one friend and give me a review. Mm. And then I know if I just showed up like that, let's just say I showed up like that for six months. Mm. I did six months worth of free shoots. I know by the end of the year, I'll have a six figure business. No doubt in my mind. I've done it before. And Mm. the reason being is because you can average out now. You didn't actually work for free. You actually got paid because Mm. the average value per person averaged out over the year. And you will hit big numbers mm-hmm. if you had that many clients on your board and you had that much work coming in, opposed to mm-hmm. sitting there going like, no one's valuing me. I don't even value myself, obviously, because I've got no mm-hmm. work.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that's it. And I, you know, a lot of creative industries like, you know, do the work before anyone pays you to. It's like we sit back and be like, hey, I'm really good at what I do. And it's like what you and I are doing right now, uh, doing the work before, and we're not being paid yeah. to do this. We're exactly. paying to go and get this edited and and pushed out. Um, but we're actually, you know, giving the advice for free, and that, you know, there's someone out there who's like, oh, you know, that sounds like my business coach, or what the course mm-hmm. I'd like to do, or book I'd like to buy. So it's like, yeah, it's the same. It's like, and when you're doing it and being it, then that's how you build trust and attract exactly. the right people, and, and so. And I think but you said that where you're like, well, if I do the shoot, I'm busy. And so you're being it. Therefore, you're more likely people, oh, you're a photographer. I didn't know. Um, yeah, because new room.
1: Better than being in my lounge room.
0: Yeah, and no one knowing because you're sitting back going, any minute now, someone's going to book
1: me. You know. Well, you know, one example, I think I shared this with you before, but like people might even look at you and, my, and myself and think we don't do nothing for free. But, mm-hmm. you know, in 2020, I wanted to be, uh, to hit a million dollars and I started selling mm-hmm. a course, like a coaching program. And one of the mm-hmm. first things I did is I booked in around 50 people for our coaching for free. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first things I did. And everyone's like, whoa, you're getting further away from your goal. I'm like, no, I'm not. Because I wasn't sitting there teaching anyway. So I'm not mm-hmm. doing nothing with these 50 mm-hmm. hours. So I went through and yes, 45 of them were a waste of time on my sense, as in nothing came out of it. But five of them out of the 50 shared the hell out of it, got Mm -hmm. everyone to talk about it, got other people to book in actual paid mentoring, got people to buy my courses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're still in my courses now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, geez, man, that was worth showing up for 50 people, right? Mm -hmm. And just... And it wasn't like it was capped at a number. I was just doing it for anyone for free. It's like, yeah, I'll, let's jump on. I've got eight hours today. I remember one day I did eight hour sessions back mm. to back to back to back hour, 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 all for free. Mm. And I was so exhausted by the end. And at the end of it, I was like, I know something's going to come from that. Mm. Has to.
0: Right. And then it's also what you're also getting from that is you're honing your skill as a coach mm. and you're getting real life Experience feedback is just and just Skyrocketing. Yeah. People are telling you, hey, this is what I need help for with, which then becomes content that you create, you know. So it's very rich in what else it has to give. And it's not always money, you
1: know? I know. And if you probably see my social media, you probably see that I have a lot of reviews and a lot mm. of success. Like I mean, so many people. I would say like one of my course, my course has probably got so much success in my industry. Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons being is because I literally show up for free for so many people too. Like, you know, people will jump Mm -hmm. in the Facebook group and go, I'm struggling with this. I'm like, let's get on a half an hour call. Let's do it right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll do these things. And so that's what people don't see behind the scenes. But what they do see on the front of the scenes is people hitting huge success mm-hmm. and then saying like, Jai and the team helped me with that, which we did. And then they share that and then other people are like, oh, I want to be in on that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, if you show up and you care for people, man, people are going to care for you as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think of, don't underestimate really, yeah, showing up for people and the human experience of being like, oh, couldn't have done it without you, you know? That's yeah. a That's such a deep trust building, authentic experience that, you know, is so much better than a free download, you know?
1: It is. Yeah. Mm. Amazing.
0: So much better. Hey, thanks for coming on and sharing so much wisdom and giving some insight into where you're at and what you've done and what's what's next. What's on you've got to be well, now next I'm going to get published we,
1: yeah. on on Kaylin yeah. Langford's uh, startup creative podcast oh. and then some How people are going to reach out to me on social media, <laughs> which is going to cool. oh, Well, I've got a DM on Instagram and uh-huh. I said yes. <laughs> 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 Making it, um, it happen. I don't know what's up next. Um, Up next is just like getting... uh, I'm at a stage where I'm trying to scale my business a bit now. So it's Mm -hmm. a completely new world that I don't understand. So Mm -hmm. everything's really scary for me and everything is uncomfortable. And I'm really Mm -hmm. enjoying that. I'm more uncomfortable and working harder than I ever had before, which is Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Um, You'd think the opposite would happen, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think for me, just... um, honestly, like living my best life and seeing what it's like to be a human and doing Mm. the things that I do.
0: Amazing. Congratulations. Love, love (laughs) to catch up as always and hear your tips. And yeah, thanks for being here.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show so many times. It's like, I need to go back through and listen to everything because it's such a journey. It's almost like every year now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we started on yours years ago and then it, yeah, we've just bounced. So So it's nice to have those people that you check in with and just bounced ideas, especially other coaches. So, hey, where can people find you before we head off?
1: Yeah, if you want to come and find me, you can come and find me on the, my podcast. It's called Make mm-hmm. Your Break. Um, Kay's been on there as well and she'll mm-hmm. be on there in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Make Your Break is the best place. And then my, my Instagram is just at jialong.co. So gylong.co. That's it. And, and jai is J-A-I. Just J-A-I-L-O-N-G.co. Mm-hmm. Come and say hi.
0: Do it. Come say hi. Thanks for being here, Joe. Have an awesome weekend. Thanks for having me. Pleasure.